Welcome back to another episode of the Kenny and Co. Show. I'm so excited for my guest this week. She is a new friend of mine. A mutual friend of ours put us together, but we actually grew up going to the same beach. She started her own sustainable swimwear company. And I just get really excited when I get to talk to women kind of like moving and grooving in different industries. And I thought it'd be really good to bring her on. I know a lot of you have your own businesses, are looking to start your own businesses. And I think it's so important getting to hear from other women who are doing it that can maybe offer some advice best practices, tips and tricks, all the things. So you will enjoy this episode, A, if you're a Jersey girl and, you know, are a frequent visitor of Ortley Beach (laughs) or the Jersey Shore. Um, That's the beach that we grew up going to. But also if you are a lover of swimwear, if you are looking to start your own business, if you just like learning kind of different ins and outs of different industries, I think you'll enjoy this episode a lot. Plus, At the end, we have a little code for you, um, which will be down in the description as well as all of her social channels. So you can check her out. This swimwear is immaculate. It's amazing. It's sustainable. It's moving forward and it's cut, I think, for all the bodies, everybody's all the bodies. So I hope you enjoy this little chat. All right. So, well, welcome. Welcome, Brie. Um, I've got Brie Milstein with us today, and I am so pumped because we have a lot in common. We yeah. got connected through a mutual friend of ours, and then once we started chatting, we realized we have, well, a lot in common. Brie is the founder of this amazing, amazing swimwear company called Breezy Swim, um, and we'll talk all about that. But really, this is the best part about having your own podcast is that you could just like bring on people that you just want to have really fun and interesting conversations with. And I don't have to ask anybody's permission for this. I like it. I'm into it. It's amazing. Yeah. Kind of a really good job. Yeah. To to people that you want to talk to all day. Exactly. Exactly. Like conversations that I would probably have anyway that I feel like, you know, they need like an audience. So here we are. But Brie and I both grew up going and spending summers down at the Jersey shore yep, (laughs) in Ortley beach specifically shout out to third Ave Ave gang. I love that. So if you found yourself on third Avenue and Ortley beach between the years of like, let's say like 2002 to like 2012. Yeah. The 12, I would say. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't really hanging out on Third Ave in college, but like maybe once or twice. I don't I know. I went to college 2012, so we were definitely done with it by like 09. Yeah, there you and go. In yeah. ninth grade, we'd called it quits with it, but yeah, spent and then our summers you- up at that little pier. I know, and it's so great. So we have a lot of shared memories, Surf Club Saturdays, all the yep. things. So if you are listening to this and you are also from Jersey, which I imagine a lot of you are because... Why, why are you here? If No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but so we have like a lot of shared summer memories. So I'm so grateful to shout out to Ann Castano who put us yeah. in contact with one another, because once we started chatting, we definitely hit it off, but we are recording on international women's day. And which is kind of ironic because our entire conversation is basically going to be around like just the amazing things that we as women can accomplish, which I like kind of go back and forth with this whole thing with International Women's Day. And when this episode comes out, it's going to be in the rear view, but just, you know, humor me for a moment. But like, 
I love the empowerment piece of International Women's Day, but at the same time, I'm like, I didn't know that we couldn't do any of this yeah. stuff. Like nobody gave me at this point. Yeah, it's just like it is. We yeah. is and we are and we're doing it. So anyway, I think it's really cool what you've been able to create. So I want you to give everybody a little backstory um, yeah. because I love seeing Jersey girls just like go after their dreams and just crush it and just say a big F you to everybody else. Um, so give like a little backstory on like how you got into this, where you're from, all, all that jazz. Yeah. So I grew up in North Jersey. I spent every summer down at the shore. I'm sure you did as well. And just growing up, I always was in a bathing suit. My mom had my sister and I in matching sets when we were little, like yes. she was made for us. It was so nineties and I loved it. And is that a Jersey like, thing though? Or yeah. like, do, do people in other States do this? I hope they do, I but if not, they're doing it, I hope because my mom would, we would go on vacation. I remember we'd be in Mexico and she'd be like, we're going to go get bathing suits made. And this yes. woman was getting them for herself in the same cut for my sister and I, and like all the prints. Yes. Insane. Yeah. But anyway, that's how we grew up doing things. And I always was like constantly picking up plastic off the beach. My mom's like, you're going to get cut one day. Be careful. So I wasn't like boogie boarding and doing the things I was beach cleanup at 10 years old, <laughs> trying to help. They should have been paying you for that. Truly, they should have been. Hopefully we get paid soon. Yeah. A little bit of karmic re- yeah, like yeah, yeah. redistribution. Karmic. Yeah. 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 So I went down to Florida for school when it came time for like college. They're like, where do you want to go? Anywhere with the beach. I'm not trying to be in a coat anytime soon. So I packed up and went to Lynn University in Boca, which I got a degree in fashion merchandising business. And it all kind of came to the surface when I had to take a sewing class where the main thing to make was a bikini. Oh my God, how fun. I started and it was for a class, a runway class, and all the looks would end up walking at the end of the year. So I was like, okay, whatever. I've never used a sewing machine other than home ec. So they had these really sweet old ladies come in, teach us how to sew. And then our designs, we made patterns and all the things walked to the runway and it was always in the back of my head. So then fast forward, I graduated, took a bunch of corporate jobs did all the research. And then I was like, I don't want to be stuck at a desk for the rest of my life. Found a manufacturer, kind of just said, Hey, mom and dad, I'm quitting my job. This is what we're going to do. And they were like, I mean, try it. You might as well. So right. they behind us a hundred percent, which is amazing. And we've launched four or five collections so far. We've done men's sustainable swim, a whole line of accessories, which is fun. And I really, they're fit focused. So that's kind of the importance yeah. of it. I think like you can buy a bathing suit from anywhere, honestly. But I think the important part of it is that they fit really well, but they're also made from recycled plastic. So you're giving back in that yeah. sense. And I always donate a portion back just to further our efforts. I love that. I think that's really important too, especially especially for us, I think, or anyone that has spent significant time at any beach, at any coastline, any anything outdoors in nature, whatever, I think when you grow up around it and you see it constantly and you could see just how polluted things get and just how mistreated things get and just how people, I mean, it's so funny because on our beach that we grew up on, like everybody sits in little circles and yeah, like little, little areas. And um, it's so funny because one of my dad's friends, my friends who, you know, helped the village that raised me, um, she wrote a book called beach etiquette. And it's so funny because like one of the things in there is like, if you come to the beach with a bunch of shit yeah. and garbage yeah. and you don't leave with it, like you should, <laughs> you should be like summons because Fine. at least, <laughs> and it happens all the time. And we watch it now on other beaches on Muncie's Park now and you, and it happens everywhere. Just people's complete 
disregard for just good old mother nature and just cleaning up after yourself. And so I think like when you have the opportunity to create a brand that is centered on being on the beach and everything, but also pair it with this like sustainability mission and this notice of like, this is what we have to pay attention to. And, and this is what's important. I think that's huge because it's like marrying the two together so well. And especially now everybody wants to feel like their dollar goes a little bit further than just the product. It's like, they want to buy the bathing suit, but like you said, they also want to know that they got like, Oh, okay. Well, she's also using recycled material, which I think is really interesting. So how does one even like source recycled material to make a so bathing suit. Interesting to like get into the back end of it. So my manufacturer is an incredible woman-owned business. They have their own swimwear company. So I love that I can like kick back ideas on them. So our fabric mills are all in Italy. So it's all Italian recycled fabric, depending on like the material. So there's recycled terry that we do. There's some shimmery ones and things like that. So they get made in Italy and then the fabric is shipped over to Colombia make the bikinis and then quality checked in New York and then sent to me and I ship them out when we get an order. Oh my God. That's amazing. And so like, what does that process even start? Is that, is that something that you learned at Lynn or was it, it was, something you just had to scrappy figure it out? A lot of trial and error. So I've had a couple of different manufacturers to start. The first one was good, but it wasn't great. I knew we could do much better. So I took my designs, went to the new manufacturer, which started like right in the middle of COVID. So you're not really wanting to take on inventory at that point, right. but it snowballed. I had the the time and I was doing it and I couldn't not come out with new things. So I took all the things, we recut stuff and they're really good because if you send them something that you like, they'll send back like, this is what we're going to do. This is what we're cutting. So then we've sourced all the fabric. They give you books of things to pick from. Wow. Dye your own fabric. So it just depends on your timeline and how quickly you want the things. So if I want something for next summer and I want a custom color, we'd probably start dyeing fabrics and getting swatches together now. How would you even know like what is trending next? Like how do you even forecast that far out? I go I don't even know what I'm wearing for this summer. I usually let alone next summer. What I like to wear. So I want them to be comfortable and form fitting, but in a way that it isn't like pulling at your sides and you're not constantly adjusting. So I try to make styles that because it's a sustainable brand, they'll carry over. Mm, I love that. By no means am I reinventing the wheel on swimwear. Like I'm not designing this top that's only going to be cool for this season. Right. While you see is a staple piece, it's just going to be carried over and made in different ways, different prints, updated a little bit. So we do a lot of like Pinterest and Googling. And I have a really incredible intern who's still in school. So I'm like, Ava, what are we doing for trend casting? Like, what are they saying in class? What are they talking about in school? Tell mom what's going on. What are And she just gives me like the notes of it. So that's kind of how we've been doing it. And also just colors that I like and things that I see. That's kind of where I get inspiration from. Not necessarily following. I do think that there's something to be said though, too, about creating sustainable and not just the sense that you're using recycled fabric, but like you said, like in the sense that you can wear this for years to come, the biggest waste of money is constantly chasing a trend. Like if you're just, always on the next, on the next, on the new, you're going to be broke and just like unhappy all the time because I feel like it's never ending. Yeah. Like it never, it never will end like that. That hamster wheel will never end. So if you create 
and purchase like classic timeless pieces that come in really fun colors that are representative of you and not necessarily like the trend that is always going to look good on you because it's, it's like, you like representing it. you. Yeah. I love that. I think that's awesome. And I think for a lot of people listening to this, you know, they want to either start their own business or they want to, maybe it's a clothing line or something that they want to develop. And I think that that shiny object syndrome of like always having to be next and the best and and the newest and the latest, I think can get the best of you at times. And I think that's a really good reminder for people, especially starting out. But also if you've been in the game for a while, not feeling like you constantly have to just be trying something new. Yeah. I think like for us now, I have found that I needed a marketing, I needed help with marketing. Like I can only do so much. There's only so many things that I know how to do. Right. Not that I don't want to be the face of my brand. I understand that like I am the face. It's me. I get a lot of imposter syndrome or like, why do they want to see me trying on a bathing suit? So it's, I'm trying to like get out of my shell a little bit. And hopefully that shows people that like anybody can do it if you work hard enough. Yes. So if that makes sense. Yes. So I'm trying. It's just, it's to build a business. They teach you it in school, but they're not teaching you. They teach you on paper how to yeah. do it and how to get from A to B and B to C, but not what it actually takes mentally to get to those places because it is a humbling experience. It's so, it's so humbling. It's like, I, I say this to everybody, anybody that's looking to be an entrepreneur or start something on the side or build their own thing or have their own dreams. It is like a lifelong course in self-development because you're constantly coming up against things that make you, like you said, feel like an imposter, which is ironic because we just talked about this on another episode of the podcast. And I'm like, that feeling, it never goes away. It's like anybody I've talked to, whether they're wickedly successful or just starting out, everyone feels like a fraud. And I'm like, I guess it's good and comforting, but also like, when will like, we, why do we all feel this way? Yeah, why do we all feel this way? I saw a TikTok and it like really resonated. It was like, you're allowed to take up space. So like show the people what you want, like show them your TikToks and show them what you're filming and what you're making. And so I have to do that a little bit more. So I'm going to try yeah. I think business wise. It makes sense. So if you're not like in front of the camera kind of person, pick a business that maybe you don't have to right in the forefront. Right. Like lean into your strengths and like, you're doing a great job of that. You're like, look, my strengths are in designing the sourcing, the ideas, the vision for everything. And that's where I can execute. And I think that's a really good lesson for everybody is just to lean into the things that they do, that you do really well and see how you can, like you said, you have an intern, see how you can kind of get help for the other parts that not so good I at. have no problem asking for help. I think that's really important, especially in business. Like if you're the smartest person in the room, you're you're in the wrong room. Right. I say a lot. And I also think no question is like a stupid question. So if right. I don't know how to do something and I can't find it online, I'll ask one of my friends that's in business that might have a solution or like a route to go. It doesn't yeah. cost me anything to ask a right. question. And so. you'd be happy to like reciprocate too on the other <laughs> end. Like if anybody's going to ask you, then you're like, yeah. I think especially like when we talk about women and international women's day and women supporting women, like that's what we mean. (laughs) It's like, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like the definition of it gets a little like misconstrued and it's like, you're not just cheering for women from the sidelines. Like you're in the trenches with them. Like we're helping each other. We're helping each other. We're like, 
<laughs> giving I did you giving them a ledge to be like, here, jump up and then pull me up. And then yeah. I'll do like, you know, Just so I think if you're ever in the position where you feel like, oh, like I'm not going to give out what I did because somebody's going to go take it. And then more for them, less for me. Like then you're, you just, we got to sit down. You're never going to make it. It's going to be a long, hard road for you. Yeah, so I get I, so inspiration just from other influencers, not that I'm an influencer, but like other brands and like influencers yeah. run brands and things like that. My question is how do you scale it? How do you get to that place? So it's always research and back end. Like I have no idea. Every day is trial and error. Yeah. Yeah. What is like your favorite part of the, of the whole process? I really do love like the nitty gritty, like, Oh, we have a deadline. We have samples that we need to get sent to us. You need to pick out X, Y, and Z. This is what we're keeping. This is what we're getting rid of. I like thrive off of that dopamine rush from just, yeah. this is what we're picking. These are the styles. And it's like me shopping. Yeah. Like, I'm using my own money to make bathing suits for other people, but it's like picking the things that I like. Right. Right. So it makes it so fun like the business stuff, the website things. I like building them out, but I'd rather, I'm not trying to do like tech packs. I'm not trying to code a website. My energy cannot be wasted on that. Yeah. You got to like lean into your zone of genius. And so when you were at, when you were at Lynn and like in fashion school, because a number of people, again, listening to this have degrees in fashion, I can only assume what was it that everybody else was leaning into or, or did you feel like, Oh, am I crazy for like wanting to go like the swimwear route? Yeah. All of my friends took corporate jobs right out of school. And I was like, good for you. I'll give it a whirl, but I don't think this is where I'm ending up. Yeah. A lot of them ended up going back to school for finance degrees or just like furthering their education. Some of them ended up with their own businesses, like skincare and doing marketing and things like that, which I think is incredible. But a lot of them stuck with the traditional route. So not that we don't see eye to eye in that sense. They really did think I was a crazy person. Right. Not make bikinis for a living. Like you're going to support yourself off of bikinis. Yeah. Yes. 100%. Yeah, exactly. There's only one way this goes and it goes this way. way of bikini. Yeah. <laughs> or no way at all. Exactly. Or no way at all. I love that. I, yeah. I think um, it does get scary. And I think it's something that people don't talk about that much when you do graduate from college. And I mean, I went to school for broadcasting, so it was similar in the sense that like the corporate job wasn't necessarily the the next step. Yeah. Um, it was move to the middle of nowhere and get a news job, which is a lot harder than it sounds <laughs> because your girl tried and I did not get a job in Butte, Montana. I don't like I, I, thought I, thought I can't see you out there. I don't think that would be. I think also, I think it might've had something to do with my energy around applying for those jobs that I actually didn't yep. want them. hundred <laughs> percent. That's why it didn't happen. And I was like, why aren't they calling me back? What's going on? And I was just like, the heck's on that one. Yeah. I was like, thank God my resume kind of got lost on those, but um, to each his own. I know I have friends that did it and now they're, you know, on TV in Philly in in New York and whatever they made, they made their way. Um, but everybody's like on a different path. And I do think it is when you do pick a, a major or like a concentration, that's like a little bit unorthodox. So I, I feel like TV and fashion is a little like, like not that unorthodox. Seriously, as like yes. you're going to school to be an accountant or a nurse yes. teacher, like those are the more traditional routes. And I give everybody credit that my sister's a nurse. I couldn't do it. Right. Those classes were not for me, but you want me to doodle all day? No one wants me to be their accountant. Like. Yeah. It's it, it's best for all involved that I am not anyone's accountant. Correct. You're all welcome. You would be you would be in jail for tax 
Bro, I would be in so much trouble if I was in charge of my own finances. There's exactly. no way. Exactly. Like, it would be a liability. Yeah. Um, so there are people in the world that um, are like us that are needed somewhere. Um, but I do think that like when you do graduate with these degrees, it's kind of like they spit you out and they're like, all right, well, good luck. Like figure it out. And you're just like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? And I do think, right. Do for the rest of your life. That's like the biggest, the biggest scam, the biggest scam. It's like, here, take out all this money to gamble on a, on an idea that you think you might have that you want to do for the rest of your life. Four years, but you might end up living in a box somewhere. Like right, right, are endless. Yeah, it's really not uh what working out well as a society for us. But you know, I think there's got to be a better way. We definitely have to make like a huge pivot. Um, naps in Italy midday, so I think there's got to be. I know, like something. Not a care in the world. Like I follow this account on Instagram, and it's like always like old Italian women just sunning themselves and smoking cigs in the afternoon. And I'm like, you know what? You know what beats trying really hard? It's just Not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> but then like my friends that, you know, and people that I know that are in Italy or whatever, they're like, no, I mean, yes, it looks leisurely and everything, but the problem is there isn't enough jobs for everybody. Why they're smoking cigarettes. At two <laughs> in the they're in the middle of the day, smoking cigarettes, playing cards because yes. they unemployed. Um, so, you know, I guess it's grass isn't always greener. Yeah. To each his own, but, but I do think there is something to be said in the in-between, but I, I think it's funny that, you know, when you, when you, when you are 18, some people have like a lot of, um, like chutzpah and they're like, yeah, I'm going to go do this thing. And then they get out and graduate and they're like, oh, I'm not going to do that thing because I won't be able to make, you know, six figures in two years. And that's the thing. If you want to come out of college making six figures, you have to go to school for finance or you have to like go hit TikTok so hard and go viral. And then like, <laughs> nope, someone, it's not easy to just get up and be like, that's it. I, I'm set now. Like, yeah. And hard. I mean, it might not last that long, you know, your TikTok fame, but like, if you decide to go the entrepreneurial route, like you'll have a few years of like grinding it out, but eventually, hopefully the idea is that it pays off. Yeah. And I think, people kind of quit in those in-between years um, and don't give it like the good old college try that they, that they need to. They say three years is like the norm for when a business takes off. So we're right mm -hmm. at the almost three year mark. Oh my God. Perfect. Yeah. May three full years. Thing to be said to start a business during the pandemic. I mean, that we renovated a house during the pandemic and that was, that was insane, let alone starting a business. So maybe if you could like give a little uh, color analysis on what starting a business during the pandemic looked like, that yeah. could be really helpful. A doozy would be the easiest word to use. I everything had been bought and planned out two years before that. So you start. Oh, first there you go. Project. So okay. I had the manufacturer. We were in talks. They were in Bali, so it was a time difference. So I'm up at four a.m. to catch them at four p.m. Right there, everything came in not the right sizes, not the right colors. And then it's the matter of COVID. You can't shoot because you can't have models. You can't be more than six right. feet apart. So like, I'm trying to take these pictures on my sister who also isn't a model. And like, we hate doing this stuff, but I have all this inventory. Right. Like it just, it is a lot of trial and error. And then you're like, oh, I'm launching bikinis, but no one can go on vacation. Like airports are shut down. What am I doing with this <laughs> stuff? It was really like a lot of panic on me, but then it turned and like, it started to get a little bit of momentum behind it. 
And then the following year we had new styles and I kind of knew what I was doing and how to buy out and stuff like that and like make the website look a certain way. And then once I got Ava, that's when it like truly shifted. We yeah. did two photo shoots in like two months. She knew all the things. Like, I don't know what they're teaching them at Lynn now. It's always the case. It's always better once you leave. It's like, wow, that's when they get all the programs. They redo the buildings, you know. The building now, I went there to visit her a few weeks ago. There's a bar. She's like, do you want rosé? I'm like, no, not really. Don't you have class in an hour? <laughs> you mean? Damn, I should have gone to school in Boca. We all should have gone to school in Boca, truly. Oh, another planet. But yeah, launching in a pandemic was not ideal. I think I would have done better, obviously, if we had launched now versus then, but I had to do all those things in that way. Lose yeah. all the money, mess up so that this summer- Now you're ready yeah. to hit the ground yeah. running. I do think that that builds some some backbone. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Because this business, any, any business that you're doing, especially when you're bringing your thing to life. So like, this is like your baby mm-hmm. and like you, you really, it's going to, you're going to need some thick skin and be able to fall on your face and get back up and keep going with mm-hmm. it because the shit ain't easy by no means. Not for the faint of heart. Everyone is like, you want, I want to start a business. I'm like, that's wonderful. Do it. But at least add another 30,000 to whatever you think you need to spend. Yeah. Like you have set aside, triple it. Just That's so interesting. That's just like renovating. So maybe yeah. I, maybe there is some overlap here There's of building houses yeah. and starting a business. It's always 30% more than what you think it's going to be. At least just because they say a run costs you maybe 30,000, but then you're like, in the nitty gritty and you're picking out the little hang tags and all the things like that's the base price. You're in the hole way further. Yeah. 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 Things better be stacked to keep you afloat, to get all the things you need. You're paying people to build websites and stuff, unless you're fully sufficient. Yeah. You think you need double it, triple it. Wow. So now would you, what would be your advice to someone saying like, Hey, I want to start a swimwear company in 2023. And I don't even know where to start. Like what would be something that you would share with another Young, budding. Like like have all of your socials ready. Okay. Not the hashtags, but like your handles, have your website because you don't want to be making tags and all that stuff and then go to get the website and you're like, oh shit, somebody has that already. Oh, good call. Yes. Good point. Have every, all that stuff in a row first, I would think. And then just make sure that your samples fit well, your designs are good. Not good. I think that's all subjective, but I think just the logistical side of it, have it ready to go. I never had a business plan. I don't believe in business plans. I think you should be able to pivot quickly. Mm-hmm. Things don't always go the way you're planning them to. Right. So needing to be agile and kind of adjust on the fly. It's funny because um, I don't know if you listen to, do you listen to the Skinny Confidential? Yeah. Him and her? Yeah. So uh, Lauren Bostick's husband, Michael, always says he's like launch fast and adjust on the fly. And it's so funny because I remember they're like one of their first podcast episodes, they were recording from their closet and I was like listening to it and I'm like, this is great. Like, I love the two of them. Like, and this is like six, seven years ago and I would listen to it and they recorded in their closet for quite a while. And then now listening to them and they have dear media, they have this whole studio, all this stuff. And I'm like, it's so weird because at the time I didn't think what they were doing was a bad version of what they were doing. I was just like, oh, this is great. But yeah, they just ripped the bandaid off. They did it. They launched and then they they kept, like you said, falling forward mm-hmm. and they just would adjust, figure it out, re- regroup, just keep going. And I think there is something to be said for that. So I'm, not every person's personality maybe lends itself to that, but I do think entrepreneurs tend to have this like, fuck it, we'll find out kind of like attitude. <laughs> 
which I think so too. I think it's an ADHD brain thing too. Uh, also, like, oh I'm my god, still, so I, I knew the corporate route was never going to happen for me. Yes, it's just no. Literally, so, the episode that just came out today was all about ADHD and like what learning about ADHD did for me. Isn't it wild once you figure out how it works? My goodness. It was like meeting myself for the first time. And this whole time in my life, I just, I just thought I was a little little off. (laughs) Why can't I sit down for this and like get a task done? Why does it take me three days to do my laundry? Right. Right. And it's so weird because I think like we think that Yes, it seems super prevalent. A lot of people have ADHD. A lot of people are talking about it these days. So it's like, well, of course, everybody has ADHD. And it's like, when you have ADHD, you're like, nah, not everybody does. He's <laughs> like, I have ADHD, but like she can do a task. And right. It's fine. <laughs> right. Yes. I and- aside five hours to literally, I knew I had this today. And I'm not kidding you. I did nothing all day. I time blocked. I was like, okay, I have to be ready for 3.30. So I'm going to do nothing all day. Yes. No, I fully, you're like speaking my language. I fully understand that because that if I didn't have like something else scheduled, like where somebody was coming to me, that's probably what I would have been doing too. Under the guise of like prepping myself to actually do other work. Like people don't realize like the hardest part is not necessarily the focusing part. Cause like, I'm sure you can get super hyper fixated on picking those like line sheets and like picking through colors and all that. You could probably spend five hours just doing that, but all the other stuff, trying to get yourself to the place of just being able to maybe start the task. Yeah. Is the worst. I I've got a new journal that I think has been helpful. It's called, I think it's called 60 days away. I'll get the name of it for you, but it says I get to do. So like in the morning, yes. I'm like, I get to go to the gym instead of like, oh, I have to go to the gym. So I think it's a lot of like reframing and tricking yes. self into being like, yeah, you have ADHD, but you get to pick your line sheet today. Yes. Yes. Because I do think it lends itself to like the entrepreneurial, like mind yeah. way of doing way of being and of being. Um, and there is like a, a reason that our brains work like this. It does benefit us in mo- many, many ways, but oh, in in some ways it's like, damn it, Kendall, just fucking sit down and do this thing. And it's like, nope, not going to do it. Not, not right now. Maybe tomorrow. We'll see. Not, not right now. There. Maybe tomorrow. I do try to like give myself like a, like a dopamine tease. Like if I have to work out and I like, no, I don't want to. I'm like, okay, I know I'm going to have like a huge rush of dopamine after this. I know I'm going to feel fucking amazing. And it's like, most people, when they work out, they just think like, oh, I know I'm going to feel better after this. Like I'll feel accomplished. And it's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I have to tell myself that there will literally be an onslaught of dopamine into my brain. And that's what gets me to do it. Yes, I'll feel good in my body, but mainly I need it for up there. For up there. And yep. it's wild. I saw two things that I think are really important for ADHD. I've been setting timers when I have a task. I set a yes. time and I have to complete it in that time. It just goes quicker. So I did like a 10 minute tidy today. And then I also saw... I mean, I think wearing shoes inside, whoever does that, that's fine. I think it's kind of gross. Yeah. Do not take your shoes off. Like I have house slippers that if my shoes go off, my slippers go on because it triggers your brain that like you're still wearing something. So you keep moving. I, I'm so glad that you brought this up because this is such a silly little thing, but I think it makes the, a world of difference because I'm the same way. I don't, I'm not a big fan of shoes in the house, but I, when I am wearing sneakers, my <laughs> productivity is through the roof. 
you trick your brain into like, we're still moving. We got to go. We have things yes. to do. Your traction is good. You can bop around the house a hell of a lot faster. If you're in your like socks or like if you have slippers, you got to have like good traction slippers so you can grip. like move and groove. Um, but that's so funny that you said that. Cause I thought I was crazy thinking that I'm like, I don't want to wear my shoes in the house, but if I that's leave my thing. sneakers on, I can get so much done. Yep. Bring back Heelys. We'll just all start wearing Heelys. At oh home my God. House. Yeah. That's just scoot, scoot all, all the way around. Oh my God. Okay. So talk to me about like bringing your swimwear to the Jersey shore. What was it like? Kind of like introducing your family to it, your friends, yeah. all things. Everyone had a pretty good reaction to it. I think everyone knew I was never going to end up sitting at a desk doing those things. Like I would have my own business at some point, whether or not it was bathing suits. I don't know if that's the route that they thought I was going to go, but everyone loves them. And everyone that buys them continues to They're buy them. So cute. I can't wait for everybody to like, check it out and check out the Instagram and everything They're well. They're, they look like they're made well, like Thank they're just that, like the quality is there. The colors, everything is like mm, so you. on point. We, so we on really point. do try. And I, my thought is no one is going to spend the money if it doesn't fit well and look good. Like, yeah, I don't want to spend $75 on a top. If I'm going to wear it once, it's going to fall apart. And especially right. if my name is on it. Right. Not I'm picky to begin with. If my name is on something, it's going to be a certain way. So everyone loved it. And then they were like, let's do men's. And I was like, I don't know how to make men's bathing suits. Okay. <laughs> so I call the manufacturer. I'm like, hi, can I get a small run of men's? And she's like, Brie, you're out of your mind. Sure. No problem. Yeah. So we place the order. The guys love them. Oh my God. That's amazing. They don't have the lining on the inside. They've got the long enough hem. Like I said, oh my God, they don't have lining. No. Oh, these will be Tim's new favorite bathing suit. Light colors have a the lining. Color. Yeah. Out of Which every single one of them. I yeah. think it's a waste of money to even have the lining in them, but a lighter color I could understand. So you don't see all the right. things, yeah. darker colors, no need for them. Two-way adjustable like straps. It's got the zipper pockets. We really thought of everything because I was only going to do it one time. I'm not yeah. going to do it once half-ass it and be like, oh, I got to try it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and like went well. correct. Yes. I love that. Properly. Yeah. And then the money just went towards shoots and we haven't run much advertising ads yet, which I think. I was trying to get the website to be a cohesive kind of element before we went into, because no one's going to buy something if it doesn't all look the same. Right, right. Cohesive has to be. So we yeah. did all that, relaunched the website. So now we'll run ads and hopefully. Oh my God, I love that. Yeah. And so you guys did Miami Swim Week. Yeah. It sounds, it sounds really cool. It was fun. We definitely learned a lot. It yeah. was way more hectic and chaotic than you would think. It would be like, I've gone to Miami. I've gone to fashion weeks before I've done the behind the scenes dressers and stuff, just from internships. And Lynn has a good program where they like send all their fashion kids to be dressers. So I knew what I was doing backstage. That was not the issue. Like I had that experience. The people running the show had no clue what they were doing. Oh my God. So I'm like in the back panicking. I don't have my model's names, their phone numbers. Like we, Ava and I were just scrambling and then they're like, Brie, you have to go. It's your turn to walk the stage. So you would never know I'm in the back sweating and panicking and then yeah, like, just come out like, Hey, thanks for coming guys. Yeah. I was like, hi mom. She's like in the corner watching me. I'm like, this is not real. It was fun. It was definitely an experience. I would like to do it again with a different vendor, but yeah. Fun. What's like the biggest misconception around like swimwear companies that you found now that you're like on the inside? I think a lot of businesses in general, it's all smoke and mirrors. Like what looks cool on Instagram might not necessarily be what's happening in real life. Like I know people that have businesses and they're posting like, we just made six figures. Great. That's fantastic. 
Mm-hmm. But like, I think working hard in silence is a little bit more important mm. putting that out into the universe where like evil eyes can be on you. And I'm just like a firm believer in like, keep your head down, do what you have to do. Yeah. And your success will speak for itself. Like your work. Yeah. Will speak for itself. Interesting. So you think a lot of people are kind of just in it to like mm-hmm. show off or say they've got something yeah. that maybe they don't e- actually even have. Yeah. I think a lot of like that's social media, but social media and business are hand in hand. Like you are your brand. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. I oh, think everybody's different. There's a little Delilah. She Delilah with her tongue off. hanging out. Yeah. Oh, and a sock. She's got like bad legs. So they have to put her in socks. She wears socks around the house for traction. Speaking of traction and us. Speaking of slippers. Well, yeah, maybe that's another business. Dog slippers. Dog slippers. You never know. Yeah. Oh but my God. It's a learning curve. I think that's the biggest thing. Like you're going to start something and think you'll see a profit overnight and you probably won't for a very right. long time. I think it's cool because like, I don't know if you, well, you, I'm sure know Monday swimwear with Tosh Oakley and Devin Brugman, yep. right? Yeah. I They're remember so like, insane. oh my God. But I remember following a bikini day. Like how they started out that way. And it was just oh, like, like yeah. it's insane. Just them like trying on bathing suits. And I remember years ago being like, what a cool idea. Like they're just trying on bathing suits and every Monday they're in a bikini and then there's Monday swimwear and like have an empire and then like watching it kind of like as like a slow burn at first being like, okay, like Monday swimwear is like kind of cute, but like they're still wearing other brands and then like it just takes off. And I think that that's a really good example of like, it's not an overnight success. It's just, you got to keep grinding slow and steady and slow and steady because I think about it too. Like, you know, when people are like viral and they like blow up, like, so are you on, you're on TikTok, right? Yeah. So like Alex, Alex Earl, like is all the rage. She's like queen of TikTok right now. She's from, she's from over here. Literally. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. She literally is from Jersey. That's like a construction company. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so it's so funny because like I watch her TikToks and I'm like, oh my God, she's hysterical, like whatever. And then I should have known when I first saw her that she's from Jersey. I'm like, this is why I relate to her so much because everybody's like captured by like her relatability and realness. And I'm like, that's just how it is here. <laughs> that's just how we do it. Um, but I do like worry because I'm like, oh my God, they like shot her into orbit out in the universe, just like put her out in front of everybody. And like all these things are happening and this is amazing. And I hope to God that she's got good people. And I think that she does. I hope that she's got good people around her to like make sure that it it doesn't like fizzle out because she could, this is like, could be her career for the rest of her life. Debbie behind it, not even needing the degree that she's in school for. Right. Exactly. And, and like play her cards, right? Yeah. Which if she does and she does like work it the right way, it would honestly be the rarity because most people, when they do become viral or like they have this overnight success, whatever that means or looks like, it's like they fall as fast as they went up and like, like it very quickly. It just was not sustainable and it never was meant to be it. So I think like if you are listening to this and you're finding yourself in that season of where it's like, it just feels like it's so slow it compounds over time. Yeah. Yeah, It's on purpose. I think because the alternative is like catapulting into outer space and then coming down real hard. And then what are you offering? Like if like, say she, she took off clearly, she has so much to offer, but if she didn't, and that one video blew up and then the next day there was nothing for her to post about, they'd be like, why are we watching this? Right. Why are we still here? Exactly. 
Yeah. So like, I, I hope that she, I, I hope that she's going to kill it. She's yeah, she's going to like, like New Year's Eve, like when the ball drops and stuff, she's just going to be doing it all. Yeah. She's, she, I, and like, good for her. I think, I think sometimes people get like a little salty about people like, oh, well, what's, what's her talent? Her talent is being able to, uh, captivate people and 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 yeah and get an audience and keep people interested and like yes she's adorable and she's beautiful and and she goes to Miami and she wears very interesting outfits yeah. <laughs> but like that all could be true but if she didn't have like the personality to back it up it would we fall flat scrolling. we yeah. would keep scrolling there's a girl a cute girl on tiktok is a dime a dozen like you Every know so it's not a cat doing something it's like another cute person doing exactly something. exactly so i i like i think about that kind of thing often like when when people are like oh like it's you know i'll have conversations with people that own different businesses and they're like oh it's just like taking forever and i'm like it's supposed to like it's supposed to you, you know i think you'll get to a point where it's like you're at a crossroads like is it not working or is it just taking a long time and i think like that's like a a really interesting space to be in and your gut will always tell you yeah it's not working and i need to like give up and pivot yeah or it's like no no no, i know i'm on to something i just gotta like stay the course a little bit longer yeah and And i got to that point a little while ago yeah not that i wanted to quit i was just like something it's not happening like why isn't this working Mm. we've done all the things. So then with you take your eyes off of it for a little bit. And I just like stepped away. I kind of cleared my head and I was like something it's not for lack of trying. Right. Every single day. And I do the posts and we, we do all the things. Right. Following how to learn how to do SEO. Like I need to learn that it's just not happening. So then a fresh set of eyes came in and was like, your stuff is great. Your product is great. This is how I think you're going to get to the next level. So yeah. now she is in charge of like the TikToks that I post and whatever is you're seeing on social media, there is someone telling me like, you need to film this today, which is so interesting because I've never had someone that's kind of- That's awesome. Have a, you have a task. See, I think that's a really good thing for people like us with ADHD. You need a boss. As much yeah. as we hate bosses, we need bosses that we pay. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Like I'm paying her to tell me what to do. And yeah. I was like, do I really want to listen to her? Yes, of course. Yes. I do. I'm like, damn, and I have to listen to her. Like, she's in charge of me this month, so we'll try it. And that's it's, awesome. It's fun to be filming those little videos. She's like, you need to do this. I'm like, all right, one second. Yeah, I'll get it to you. Yeah. Thanks. You think now that? you got homework. Now you got homework. That's wild. Every day. I think that's awesome. I'm really, I'm so excited to see like where Breezy is going and will go. Um, I think it's really cool to be able to chat about just starting your own business, and I think like pulling back the curtain on starting businesses, because I think all that it, not that all that it takes, but the first step is just thinking that you can do it and then taking the next step to, okay, find for swim, like finding a manufacturer, finding, you know, the right partners to to work with, finding, you know, the style that you want to like own or whatever. And I think that's that little part is what holds people back so much is just the first couple of steps. So in the back of your head saying you can't do it. That's the reason a lot of people don't. Yes. And I think that it's really helpful that you just kind of shared like, well, this is what I did and this is how we did it. And you just put one foot in front of the other and you just keep trucking along. I'm like, I'm so excited. I love it. I'm excited too. Thank you for having me on. This was just, I love this stuff. I know we could talk all the time. You'll come back on all the time. Two hour podcast, they'll really be listening in. I know. I always said I was like, 
I was like, maybe one day I'll like get to the point where I could have like Joe Rogan level podcast where you just talk for three hours and just yeah. hope something interesting comes up. Cause I'm like, I listened to his podcast and I'm like, the man just talked. We like had a conversation for two hours. I don't even know what I learned, but I learned a lot. Like yes. it's so weird. You'll get there. You just have to put it on your board and then work towards that. Like I put yeah, my board and hope for the best. My vision board, which I'm looking at that I have to hang up. It's just like laying on my uh laying on my wall over there. But no, seriously, thank you so much for coming on. This was great. I can't wait to uh I can't wait to try some yeah. some bathing suits. There's things on the way for you as soon as I oh get home, they'll be in the mail. So Oh my god, I love it. I'll do like a whole try on. Everybody can see it. It'll be like the whole code and everything. It'll be good. It'll be Ooh, yes. I'll make sure then I'll put the code yeah. in the description so that when the episode goes live, everybody can kind of get yeah. right into yeah. it. I think that'll be great. Yay. I hope you enjoyed our conversation. The code that Brie gave me for you guys is Kenny. So if you enter Kenny in at checkout, you'll get 15% off your order. This is just a great opportunity to shop small, shop local, support another female entrepreneur doing the damn thing. So again, Code Kenny, you can find her at Breezy Swim on Instagram, her website, and all of that is below with the code. Again, Code Kenny at checkout, 15% off. And until next time, I'll see you when I see you. Love you. Mean it.